Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore. This is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. Hallelujah. The reason we say that is because, uh, you know, everything should have a purpose. And when the Lord directs you to do things, uh, He always has a purpose for it. And uh, we're not just doing this for some random reason, but that uh, our faith needs to be fed. Our spirit needs to be fed. And um, you need to be getting it somewhere. And it's great if you're getting it in multiple places. Uh, Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so where are we hearing God's anointed words? Uh, not everything will put faith into you. There are words, if you'll let it, will put fear into you. There are words that will steal your hope and your joy and your vision if you let them. But God's anointed words uh, won't put you in fear. It'll put you in faith. It'll put uh, strength into you. And you can tell when something's ministering life to you because it gives you joy, it gives you peace, it quickens you, and instead of making you weak, makes you strong. So that's what this is all about, and we've saved you a seat right up here in the front, and get you something to take notes with, and get your Bible, and come on in and join us, and get fed and built up today. Let's pray and ask the Lord for exactly what He knows we need. Lord, we ask you together, everybody that's joining us, we ask you, Lord, for eyes and ears and hearts that can see and receive. We ask for the manifestation, working of the Holy Spirit as only to do the things that only He can do. Asking you for utterance and for quickening and for direction. Help us to see things, and understand, and show us how to apply them. Show us the answers. Show us the direction. And we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Turn with me in the great textbook, the Bible, to Hebrews 10 again. Verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. This is the Lord speaking. Uh, he doesn't want us to be passive. He doesn't want us to be quitters. He doesn't want us to give up. He wants us to be courageous and brave and strong. Stand up, reach out, step out. Verse 39 is a great confession. We're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Why don't you say that out loud? I am not, I am not of those that draw back, those that draw back to, destruction. to destruction. I am those who believe, I am those who believe to the saving of the soul. Now, this wasn't written in chapter and verse, uh, so this all flows together. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today's English version says, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. 
The Young's Literal says it's of things hoped for, a confidence of matters not seen, a conviction. When you're in faith, you trust the Lord. You're confident of what he's told you. You're sure of what you're expecting and you're certain of things you don't even see or haven't experienced yet. That's what faith is. And he he begins in the next verse, uh, all the way down through verse 40, giving living examples of people who lived by faith, walked by faith. Abel in verse 4, Enoch in verse 5, Noah in verse 7, Abraham in verse 8, Sarah in verse 11, and uh, all the way down to uh, uh, Jacob, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph in verse 20, and 21, and 22. And we have taken time in class previously to cover each one of these individually. So if you haven't been with us previously, take the time and, and go, go to the website and, and go back and, and watch and listen to these previous classes, it'll help you with what we're dealing with right now because they're all built uh, one upon another. It won't cost you anything. There's no charge for that. And we've got all the way down to verse 23. It says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. If you read... uh, um, Acts 7, and you read Exodus and, and different places, um, Acts says he was exceeding fair, is the way it says it. Um, the complete Jewish Bible says he was a beautiful child. NIV says he was no ordinary child. There was, um, when you looked at this baby, there was something stood out about him. And uh, this happened when he was born. But if, you're, if, if you've read Exodus, and if you haven't read these stories, you know, I, I was so blessed. I grew up uh, where my grandma took us to church, and, and we, we heard these great stories about Moses and, and Daniel in the lion's den and, and David and Goliath. Uh, and they, they are foundation blocks in my life. If you haven't heard these, if you grew up and didn't get these, go back and read them. Take your time and carefully read them. Don't neglect the Old Testament. It is also the Word of God. And it's, it, it, don't imagine it's because it's Old Testament that it doesn't have anything to do with you. Every one of these. See, this is New Testament Hebrews, but he's talking about things that happened in the Old Testament. Every one of these are beautiful, amazing types, insights into what we have in Christ. And in this case, insights about how to live by faith. Uh, Our covenant relationship with God has changed from the Old Testament, but God himself has not changed. And faith has not changed. Faith works exactly the same today with you as it did with Abraham all those generations ago. And so... uh, we're told, you know, that when, when he was born, uh, like we touched on uh, in the previous class, the decree had gone out from Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, that all male babies of the Israelites were to be killed. And um, the Lord had blessed the Israelites so much that they were fruitful and multiplied and uh, 
the Egyptians were afraid of them. They, they decided there's too many of them. And so they're going to kill all the, the male, the boy babies. And so uh, when he was born, he's supposed to be instantly killed, immediately killed. But his parents, <laughs> looking at him, something happened in them. And they believed they could keep him, not, not kill him, not allow him to be taken, without all of them being destroyed. This, his life began by his, with his parents' faith. That's what the scripture tells us. Read it again and you'll see what I mean. Verse 23, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid. So his hiding, his parents did in faith. This, this wasn't Moses' faith. He's just, just born. But his mother and his daddy and everybody knew it affected your whole extended family. If you defy the Pharaoh's command, it could cost the lives of your entire extended family, which is why you, you can imagine um, families everywhere are allowing their male babies to be killed. Everywhere through the country, they are allowing this. Why would you allow such a thing? Well, to save the lives of your other children. To save the lives of the rest of your family. And so they know it when he's born. So there is this fear. Everybody say fear. fear. There is this, this fear and this dread of even giving birth to a boy. But then once you do, you've got a situation. And everybody right and left, all your neighbors all around the country, they're just giving them up. And uh, somebody takes the baby away and you never see it again. But they looked at this baby. <laughs> and there was something about him. The Bible tells us that uh, uh, Pharaoh's daughter, you remember when, when she found him uh, in the little basket that they had made for him. Same thing happened to her. Pharaoh's daughter went down to the river to bathe and swim with her maidens. And she heard something and she looked over there and there's this little baby in this little basket. And when she looked at him, same thing. So there was something about him. And she decided she had to take him home. And uh, you, you see God's hand on the child, and that's, uh, God loves all his children, and you'll see that kind of thing at different points in our life. Uh, it's called favor. Everybody say favor. Um, if we'll obey the Lord and, and believe him and follow him, there are times he'll cause people that see us or hear about us or know about us, they'll just instantly like us. And want to do something for us. And it's not because of us per se. It's because of the favor. The scripture even says in Proverbs that uh, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now that's a powerful thing, isn't it? 
I mean, people that otherwise, they're your enemies. They hate you. They want to hurt you. But when you're walking with the Lord and pleasing Him, your ways please Him, when they start to make a plan to hurt you, uh, a big old angel leans on them or something. And all at once they go, you know, I got something else to do. <laughs> I just... Yeah, and it, it, I'm not exaggerating. Angels can, influ- can and do influence people and even cause the fear of God to fall on people in situations. Uh, just a, a holy awe can come on them and they don't know why. But they quit making plans to hurt you. And somebody that maybe was planning on being hard-headed with you and not cooperative with you and no, I'm not talking about you trying to manipulate them now. This is nothing you do. But the favor of God caused them to just look at you and change their mind and go, forget about that. Uh, Phyllis and I, well, personally and for the churches and the ministry, numerous times we've had people tell us, you know, I don't know why I'm doing this, <laughs> but we're going to do this for this. We're going to you know, let you do this. Normally you wouldn't be able to. And uh, just a lot of testimonies. And that's what you see here, don't you? That uh, everybody else is letting them take their babies away. And he looked up and, and gooed at them. And, and they thought, uh-huh, <laughs> we can't. We've got to keep this baby. And it wasn't just every mother wants to keep her baby. Every parent wants to keep their child. But something else happened. Faith. Everybody say Faith. Faith dropped in heart, hearts of Moses' mother and father, and it overcame their fear. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It overcame their fear. Uh, Fear is everywhere. And, And so much of the bad stuff that people do, they really do out of fear. Uh, whether people are just withdraw and wilt, or a lot of times when people get pushy and loud, it's the same motivation. A lot of times they're afraid, and that's why they get so demanding, and that's why they get so possessive and everything else. It's fear, 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 fear. And you can't just wish that away. And that's where people run into frustration. You know, I don't want to be like that. But that won't cut it, not wanting to be like that. It has to be a, a stronger force come inside you that helps push the fear out. Can you say amen? amen. And um, that's, that's faith is what that is. Go with me. Hold your place here. Go to 1 John. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear. In love. Now you'll notice in, in Galatians it talks about faith works by love. They, they're together. But perfect love does what? Casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect or developed in love. How could they keep this baby knowing At any moment, if somebody tells on them, their whole family could be slaughtered. Soldiers could show up at their house and kill everybody and burn the place down. 
And of course, you know, you, you're thinking about your other children. You're thinking about your spouse. You're thinking about your, your own life, thinking about all of that. And yet, when Moses was born, they saw there's something special going on here. And with that was a faith born. And they thought, we can do this. There's a way. <laughs> There's a way to not give him up and not get everybody killed. There's a way. God will protect us. Hallelujah. Is this faith, class? This is faith. This is faith. And, and I, I don't know specific things that the Lord might have said to his mom and dad. We know faith comes by hearing. But somehow or another, they got it in their spirit. We're going to keep him. So they hid him three months. Now that may not sound like long, <laughs> but in that situation, it seemed like a decade, right? Every time the baby cries, what are you thinking? Who's hearing? You know, you're not supposed to have a, a male baby. So anyway, uh, you, maybe, maybe you dress it all in pink. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you put bows in his hair. You know, you, I don't know. But they did not give him up. And by faith, oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord, for faith. Faith overcame their fear. Fear is paralyzing. Um, you and I have experienced it. I don't even have to ask you. You've experienced fear. And when the Lord tells you to do something, immediately the enemy will come and try to put you in fear about it. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah, every time. The Lord tells you to do something. And of course, the Lord tells you to do things that you can't do. <laughs> he tells you to do things that you don't know how. It seems impossible. And so immediately the enemy will come and say, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. So that's what happened here. Uh, the Lord obviously quickened them. They could keep that child and hide him. And the enemy would come and say, there's no way, there's no way. Fear will come and just try to overwhelm you and get you to act on the fear and miss God. But faith can be, can be and is stronger than the fear. Hallelujah. That confidence in God that you just keep saying, no, 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 the Lord told us this. The Lord told us that. And uh, he didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Fear makes you unsound, unstable. But uh, faith will allow you to have peace and joy. So they could... Uh, you know, put him to bed. If he whimpers a little bit, they don't just panic. They're trusting God. And faith uh, will help us to overcome every fear in our life. You know, the scripture doesn't say you can't. It says I can. Right? Do all things through Christ, through the anointed one and his anointing who strengthens me. And so be on the watch for that anytime that uh, you hear from the Lord, it excites you. It excites you. It's, it's life. It's quickening. But then immediately, 
The enemy will come to try to steal the word and try to put all kind of thoughts of fear and failure and embarrassment and shame and falling. <laughs> I know uh, when we started our first church there in Branson, Missouri, uh, Phyllis and I prayed about it and prayed about it. And, and uh, there was a building that was available. We had no congregation. We didn't have any money uh, to, to run it and, and do those things. And it was a large building. And um, I spent two or three nights, part of the time, with a calculator, trying to figure out this and figure out that. And I finally, I just put it in the drawer and showed the drawer because it doesn't calculate. It doesn't figure. I can't make this happen. No matter what I try to do, I can't make this happen. And we even had some folks that were, you know, concerned about us. And they said, well, you know, you got a, you got a good traveling ministry, uh, what do you need to take on all that stuff for? Do you know how much the utilities are going to be on that? Do you know all that? I mean, you don't even have a congregation. And, and, um, but we both knew that prior to trying to figure out some of this, we had gotten excited in our spirit about it. And yet we couldn't see how to do it. And I finally, I just, I just said it out loud. I said, well, I said, I'm a man. I can miss it, and if I do, I'll say that I did. But I would rather fall and fail trying to obey God than to be too scared to even step out, right? Too scared to even make any effort to obey God. And uh, so thank God we took a step, then we took another, then we took another, then we took another, and the Lord has blessed. He's done miracles, miracles. But what, why am I saying that? You, your faith has to overcome your fear. Or you won't obey God. You just won't. Your faith, you know, when it comes to giving, um, the main thing in your giving is to be led by the Spirit. And I've heard people say all kinds of things that's really not scriptural, but sometimes people say, well, the Lord always gives you to, leads you to give the biggest thing you got. No, I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, the Lord always leads you to do this or that. No, you've you got to be led in every situation. But if there's a time that, let's say, you, in your purse or your pocketbook, you got, you got a five and you got a 20 and you got a hundred. And let's say on this occasion, the Lord deals with you to give the hundred. <laughs> but you go to, to think about it and you think, well, yeah, but, you know, I got to get gas. I don't have any gas. Uh, and, and I got to do this and I got to do that. And so you... Uh, you think, well, I'll just give, I'll give the five. <laughs> now you're laughing, but this has happened many times. Now I'm saying if the Lord dealt with you to give the bigger one. Well, what, what happened there? Why didn't you just obey him and sow the, the hundred? Why? Fear. Fear. And uh, you, you weren't convinced that the Lord could get it back to you. <laughs> by the time you need it. So you're going to cling to. And again and again, that hundred is not enough to take care of you anyway, right? It's not enough to meet the need, but the Lord knows it's enough to be a good seed. And He can get it to you. How many know He can get it to you? In time and more than enough, but un unless you overcome that fear of running out, you won't have faith to give. You'll draw back, you'll hold back, you'll pull back, 
And the Lord's not pleased with that. He's pleased with faith. So fear is all around, but God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Come on, say it out loud, class. God did not give me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of God and the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Hallelujah. There, there are times you need to speak right out against fear. You just need to speak right up. When you feel it, you can feel the darkness of it. Uh, the, we just got through reading there in 1 John. Fear has torment. And that's how you can tell that you've gone past just thinking about something into worry and fear. Uh, you, you need to think about things. You need to make some plans about things. And you know, especially if something's significant, something important to you, you want to get it right. But when it starts chewing on you and bothering you, you've gone beyond thinking and planning. Now you're yielding to anxious care. You're yielding to the spirit of fear, and that'll hurt you. Because if you're not in faith, well, then you're not giving God something to work with. And if we're yielding to fear, we're giving the enemy access. We're giving him place. The Bible said don't give him any place. So we don't have to yield to fear. But the key to overcoming it is to feed your faith. Somebody say, feed your faith, feed your faith. Uh, wonder what happens if you feed your fear. It grows. And this is where so many folks are at. Many Christians, even though they're believers, they rarely go to church. And sometimes, depending on where they go to church, uh, a lot of messages preached from the pulpits are actually fear. And of course, if you watch the news, what's most of that? Fear, fear. And if you just feed your fear all the time, what's going to happen? It'll just overwhelm you. And you'll, you'll live in that angst, anxiety, and that angst, you live in that torment. We must stop feeding fear. Shut it off. If it scares you, quit listening to it, <laughs> right? If it bothers you, cut it off. Shut it off. Change the channel and feed your faith. Now, not just everything will feed your faith. How can you tell if it's feeding your faith? Doesn't scare you. It makes, you, it makes you brave. It makes you courageous. It makes you strong. You, you need to, to, to see what, what ministers and what ministries feed your faith. And you need to be in a church where every time you go, you get something, you get a boost somehow, right? And it makes you braver, <laughs> right? More courageous, not wimpy, but stronger. Right? And when you, when you hear a message that really just fires you up, listen to that message again. Listen to it again. Listen to it again. It, it'll just keep feeding because it's something that you need because that's why your spirit responded to it so well. And it's something that just is feel, filling you and, and building you up. Hallelujah. So we're starving our fears. We're feeding our faith. Hallelujah. And that'll take us out of the torment into the peace and grace. Hallelujah. Well, that's it for Faith School again today. But join us again soon. We'll see you. I've got
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. Got the great